Dylan Smith, appreciate you joining in right off the bat. Man, fantastic. Fantastic. We got a great show for you tonight. Got some stuff to talk about, some memories to reflect on. Let's go. And an announcement to make. Big time announcement coming for the folks who love and support TA Tigers Avenue. And a little something new for me, too. Apparently, something I haven't seen yet for this for this big announcement. I mean, it's I haven't even seen it. I've seen some of it, but I haven't seen this this uh, you know, you know whatever Zach's put together for us. So it's going to be a live reaction for me as well. I mean, I know what the announcement is, but anyways, it's going to be awesome. We're 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 looking forward to announcing this. Uh, some of y'all have asked about it, and so we're looking forward to letting y'all know what it is. But first, Zach, we got to talk about LSU baseball. A great weekend for the Tigers in T Town. The baseball Tigers head down to Tuscaloosa, and they take care of business and get the series win. The Tigers are looking hot. This is what now, three straight series wins? I believe so. Playing great baseball. Missouri, Georgia, Bama. I mean, there you go. There you go. But there's a lot to talk about this baseball weekend. There was a lot that happened this baseball weekend. There was a lot that happened. There was a lot that happened and unfolded. So, Zach. Your thoughts on this week, your general thoughts on this weekend, and then I'll give my general thoughts, and then we'll get into the details of all that kind of transpired this weekend. What'd you think? Well, I mean, again, kind of more the same. I mean, on the loss that you had on Saturday, you had three errors in the game, and it was in large part due to a five run, I believe, inning that Bama had. You take away those five runs, it's a tie ball game. So, and, and they definitely could have gotten out of that inning. Um, so I, I really wish they would have swept this weekend, but I am definitely ecstatic that they were able to get the series win because that was huge for them moving forward momentum wise. And the fact that you did not have Jacob Berry on Saturday and Sunday, and you were still able to come back from that and win the series as a whole great job by the Tigers. Mikhail still looked fantastic. I know we talked about this on Friday, but in my, in my opinion, he looked really good. He wasn't as great, as electric as he has been, but he was definitely serviceable and did what he needed to do for the Tigers to get the win. And, you know, another thing was it was really interesting to see the defensive lineups that they that that they made, the changes that they made. I mean, Gavin Dugas at third base, Drew Bianco at catcher, those were – Really interesting to me and, and and different. We had not seen that at all, yeah. at, especially this year. But they made the changes, and Gavin looked pretty good at third. And so now yeah. I'm like, hey, if we can put Gavin at third, at least while Barry's out, you know, maybe, you know, can we move somebody over to short and and kick out the shortstop? <laughs> um, maybe bring K. Doty back over there. I, I don't know. But, I mean, you have a guy there. Ruby that, yeah, Drew Bianco, who who hit well on Sunday. He hit well. I think he had two hits, I believe, if I'm correct on that. Yes, um, he did. Had some RBIs. So, I mean, he, he looks good. So, I mean, the defensive changes were very interesting to me. Mm-hmm. But overall, you got the win. You were able to – I guess I, I have to let, let you address this question because they weren't able to – move up higher in the RPI, which is very questionable to me and pretty frustrating and aggravating. So, I, I mean, Reagan, what's your take on that? Because I'm I'm pretty pissed about that. And well, not only that, but you also have hmm. Florida, Georgia, yeah. 
and Vanderbilt, considering the season that they had, all three of those teams, two teams that you've beaten head-to-head, another team that you haven't played yet but has had a, not had a great season, and yet, even though they haven't had a great season, they're number four in the RPI. All three of those teams are ahead of you. Yeah, I, I'll get to it. I, I will get to that. I, I, not yet, but we'll talk about it for sure. The weekend was great. Um, Saturday, I mean, excuse me, Friday, um, kind of reiterate what you said. Mikel is continuing to be your most consistent guy on the mound. Uh, all all season long, and honestly, right now he seems to be the only guy you can really solidly trust to start, and that's what kind of worries me about postseason play. We've talked about bullpens can take you a long way when it comes to postseason play, and that's true. But you got to pair good starting with a deep bullpen to make that run successful. Yeah. Um, and your, your starting pitching is just lacking. It just is. I mean, Mikhail is your only guy that's consistent right now. Sammy Dutton, he has been good at times and, and um, has done some great things. But, I mean, you saw him struggle a little bit on Sunday. Not to, not too much. I'm not going to rag on, on Sammy Dutton because I've honestly been pleased with what I've seen from him. Um, but, I, I mean, I'm not trying to, to, to rat on this guy or, or – you know, downplay or, or be negative towards Blake Money by any means. But, I mean, the reality is he probably needs to be moved from the starting position. When you come out on Friday night or on, on Saturday night and in an SEC series, you can't even record an out and there's two runs already plated, that's that's really, really rough. And, and it, it really stinks because, I mean, I know nothing really happened in the first inning with LSU other than Dylan Cruz hit – but you got that early lead. Like, you got a lead first thing in the inning, and then you come out and you just absolutely blew it. I mean, Saturday night was just a – it's probably like your one of your worst – probably the top two worst games that they played this entire season. I mean, seriously. It was probably one of the worst games they've played this season. I'm trying to think about that one game that – I think it was the Texas A&M game or the Auburn game. Well, Louisiana Tech was bad too. Louisiana, oh well, Louisiana Tech was pretty bad. Um, but those were that was one of the worst games you played all season. And um, Dylan Cruz tried to keep you in the game with two home runs, um, but just wasn't enough to. We 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 couldn't muster anything. Our our defense didn't help us. Our pitching didn't help us. And it was a rough night. It, it was. It just is what it is. And that's because I think it started off rough. You have to start off well to to finish well. I mean, I mean, when you start off the way you did, you really shot yourself in the foot. The way we started was really hard to recover from, and we never did. Well, hey, now go ahead. Talking about that, the Golden Boot Pod asked a question: If Blake Money is replaced on Saturday, <laughs> do we sweep? And for me, I have to say I don't know because they still had three errors on the night that really hurt them. Um, you could have salvaged because they when they pulled Blake Money, they could have salvaged it. Unfortunately, they didn't, and I mean, obviously, a large part of that is because of Blake Money and and what had been done, but and, and the walks that he gave. But I don't know if they're able to salvage it now. Moving on in the future, uh, yeah, probably. And and for me, I'm looking at a guy like Jacob Hastie's, you know, because he's performed really well here recently. So, Reagan, yeah. what, what's your take on on that question? Yeah, I, I mean. Well, I mean, you can't really know that. I mean, you can't make a definitive statement that, well, if Blake Money doesn't start, you win that game. Yeah, uh, You can't just say that. But maybe you like your chances a little bit better. Um, Blake Money is not a bad pitcher. He just has had some really bad nights. I mean, he the dude can throw up to 97 miles an hour with his fastball. The dude can pitch. Um, his confidence is just at an all-time low now, right now, I believe and has not had a great night. And I think um, that Friday night uh, or Saturday night did not help by any means. Um, Jacob Hasty has been a great uh, guy. Oh, sorry. I'll smack my light over here. Um, Jacob Hasty has been a, a, a one that you really like to see come on like he has. I mean, 
Sunday when Sammy Dutton was pulled, like you were kind of like, okay, we've got to like get pull this together. We can't repeat what we did on on Saturday. Correct. And and Hasty came in, put up four innings of shutout baseball. I mean, he just completely shut out baseball. Uh, no walks, only a couple of hits, and um, no runs. Like it was a fantastic showing. He was placing his pitches. He was mixing his pitches, and he looked great. And that was huge considering he is a left-hander. And we've talked about losing Javon Coleman and how that's affected us. It's really nice to have Jacob Hasty come on. It's not all money. Your shortstop has to catch grounders, and your catcher has to catch basic pop fly. No doubt. Uh, I mean, that's that's one thing that, that seems to kind of plague this team is like when you get – when stuff starts like flopping, when stuff starts, you know, the dominoes start falling, they all fall. Well, it seems like with this, with, with our, the team we have now, but I, it just, it's like when it, when it's bad, it's bad. And there's times when it's good. Yeah. But there's, when it, boy, when it is bad, it falls apart. It's like, it's a one inning of, of just sheer That's how it always horrible is. defense. Yep. And, and one or two. And so I, I don't know. Well, bring up uh, Peyton's Ask TA there. Which, by the way, it's Peyton, a, it's not Ask TA. It's Tell Me TA. Tell Me TA. Tell, tell Me Something Good. Yeah. So here's my question. Why does Thompson get a pass, but we're hammering money, but his deed doesn't support him? Oh, no doubt, Peyton. Uh, I, I am. In my book. He does not. He does not. There, there is no pass for Thompson. I, I, I do not want to berate a guy because that's not. Again, we're I, I, we're not about being horrible towards LSU players because we love LSU. Uh, so I don't want to give that connotation by any means. But there's a point in time when you know things got to change. You know when it ain't working, it ain't working, and that's just the reality of it. And with the expectations that LSU has for its baseball, you know you got to put your big boy pants on and say, okay, it is what it is. got to make a move. My proposal, considering what Drew Bianco did on Sunday at the plate, is to give him a chance. Everybody's saying, oh, well, I don't know if we have another option. Drew Bianco is fantastic in the defensive field just about anywhere. Anywhere. He looked great at left field. He he made an incredible catch in the foul territory on Sunday. Yep. He is a fantastic, a fantastic defender, and if he's, I mean, you got your two hits, two RBIs on 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 Sunday. Yep. I mean, if he can do that, if he can be a little bit more consistent on the play at the plate like he was, bro, somebody's got to give him a chance. Somebody has to give that man a chance at shortstop. It needs to happen. Drew Bianco, when it comes to defense, is about as cool, calm, and collective. I, I think. Uh, of anybody, I mean, stuff happened like the the play that he made uh, against Georgia when he dove out and got that ball and hurt, kind of hurt his arm, kind of was yep. you know coming off uh, holding his arm. That was an incredible catch. The, the, his catch on Sunday in foul territory was an incredible catch, and I think we even played him at third base at one point in this season. And he did it. He did, was a solid third baseman. Give him a shot at shortstop. That's what he played on Monday. I mean, I mean. And, on Monday. I don't even know why I said that. He played shortstop in high school. Like, give him a chance. Give him a chance. Um, another big thing that you saw this weekend that you you briefly mentioned is Gavin Dugas has made a return. Now, we we saw him come in at short uh, – or not shortstop, third base, and he didn't play, you know, terrible. He did – he was – he held his own over there. Um, and I'm not saying you plug him there, but the – the way you kind of can kind of conclude with Gavin Dugas, he may not fully be back, was the fact that he was a DH on Sunday and he didn't play third base. So that kind of tells you maybe he's not fully back yet. The fact that Collier Cranford got the call for third base on Sunday kind of shows you maybe he's not all the way back yet because, it, it, you know, based on what we saw uh, – Bobby, you hopped in there. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but um, well, I was, I was sorry, I lost my train of thought. But 
to, to think that Gavin Dugas, you know, was available and, and could play like he did on Saturday night, you, you would have assumed he would be there on Sunday. But I think the fact that he wasn't there kind of gives you the idea that maybe he's not fully back yet. But Gavin Dugas had a great day at the plate on Sunday as well. Well, hey, so another I, person that had a fantastic. great weekend at the plate was Tyler McManus. Yeah, Tyler McManus me? is 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 hitting the ball right now really well. And I actually Are went back into the stats, and, and and they're not popping right now. Um, but I, I I'd be interested to go back and do the stats at least here in the last three weekends. But I went back and I did I looked at the stats, and he is barely he is barely sub three hundred in SEC play. He's hitting two ninety two in the SEC. It's awesome, um, and and that's in, that's including every single every single game that he's played in the SEC, and it's including uh, the midweeks as well. But since SEC play, he is hitting two ninety two. But I'd be interested to see what he's been doing the la- just out of these last three weeks because he has been hitting the cover off. Yeah, he's the been on fire. I mean, he's it seems like him. Fire. It seems like him and Dylan Cruz are kind of in this home run war. Of who's going to hit the most home runs in the weekend? Um, I mean, I, we mentioned Tom Manis, but good grief. Uh, D- Dylan Cruz, holy cow. When you needed someone to step up, Jacob Berry had kind of been that guy who it seemed like every time he coached plate, you were kind of expecting a hit. That was Dylan Cruz this weekend. I, I yeah. mean, he won co-SEC player of the week and very much should have been come. He shouldn't have been He should have been straight up. But, I mean, he deserved it. He deserved uh, to be an SEC player of the week, and he got it. Uh, Reagan uh, – Remind me what exactly he went. Was he at like seven of eleven or seven of eleven? He was, he was seven, seven of eleven on the weekend. God, I remember that. And so I mean, he Absolutely was crushing the ball. I mean, did he have two days where he hit two home runs? No, he he, he had three home runs this weekend. Three, three home, home runs home this weekend. I mean, good. Great. I mean, he was phenomenal. T Mac was phenomenal, and I mean, obviously, I was beating the T Mac drum at the beginning of the season, the postseason or preseason, I should say. Yeah. And so excited to finally see him get to where we thought he would be at the beginning of the season, and he's getting there now. Yep. So he brings up a lot of question marks. Um, but, I mean, shoot, I mean, you like we've said, I mean, you can go anywhere, it seems like, with catcher right now. Uh, you, you could go to Hayden Travinsky. He's had, he's had great sparks of where he's hit well. He's had, and then, of course, T-Mac here recently has been hitting the ball really yep. well, which shout out to – AYS and, and and Blake, they're gonna have him on the show on Wednesday. So y'all tune in to hear yeah. Tyler McManus. Uh he'll be interviewed Absolutely. by Blake at, at AYS on Wednesday. Um, so I mean, just really exciting right now. Um, but I will continue to harp on this, Reagan. I will continue to harp on this. And I think at this point it's kind of nitpicking because the offense has looked really good. I mean, to be honest, they yeah. have looked really good, especially on Sunday. Um but I, I'm still going to, c- to continue to nitpick that they are relying too much on the home run ball. Uh, I mean, that is yeah. my one outside of the defense. That's my one thing where I'm like, I just really want to see them string together hits more often. And I know we've talked about that a lot in here, but I'm going to continue to harp on it until I see it and I'm satisfied <laughs> because I haven't seen it done consistently. They've had moments, they've had innings, you know, but just throughout an entire game, throughout an entire weekend, been consistent, yeah. they haven't been as consistent there. They've been consistent at hitting the home run ball, though, so that's that's definitely helped them. I mean, if you keep and, hitting it, I mean, if you keep doing it, if I you mean, keep doing it, I guess it's fine, <laughs> you know. But you know, whenever they get into tougher, yeah, how you often know, tougher, can you keep that up? Yeah, how often can you keep that up? And whenever you're starting to play aces in the postseason, you know, guys that are really really good, guys that are first round draft picks on the mound, are you going to be able to keep that up? So. We'll see. I know that's something that I'm just nitpicking at, and it seems like yeah. it's really not a big deal. But for me, I, I gotta see. I gotta see more of hits being strung together. Cruz is the best player on this team. I said that to y'all from the start, no doubt. I mean, he is. Dylan Cruz is a a man among boys. Dylan Cruz is a big leaguer playing college ball. Dylan Cruz will be in the show. He did comment, 100%. though, this week and said that it was a was dream, dream come true yeah. for him to come and play Which is awesome. baseball. That, that, that kind of speaks to what the program that LSU is. I mean, we yep. LSU has that kind of program to pull guys to LSU that clearly are big league type of talent. I mean, you, gotta, you just got to love that. Um, so here's my proposal after watching this weekend. 
Um, to kind of play off Danny Girl's comment there, uh, block with his body, catch a basic pop fly, stop jumping too quick outside, hurting the frame. So um, if Malazzo gets healthy, which I don't know if he will. I haven't, honestly haven't heard anything about him in quite some time. I, I, we haven't heard any kind of Cody, definite statement. Cody, Cody if you could help us on that. Um, but the way Joe Bear has been hitting, it's – it's feast or famine, and right now it's been a whole lot of famine. If Malazzo gets healthy, 100% I would put him back in the lineup as catcher and put Tyler McManus as DH, yep. 100%. If you have Tyler McManus, Dylan Cruz, Trey Morgan, Jacob Berry, there's one more I'm missing off the top of my head. K. Doty, did I say him already? K. Doty. K. Doty. Like. That's enough offense, and and Tyler McManus. That's enough offense to to justify putting Malazzo out there. Malazzo is would be would, would be incredible to add if we were to able to get him back and then put Tyler McManus at the DH. I think that would be phenomenal, and also put Bianco at shortstop. I mean, put him at shortstop, and if you look at the lineup, I mean, if you just put Bianco at eight and Malazzo at nine, like your one through seven is really stinking good. And if Bianco's hitting, seven, and if Bianco's if hitting, Bianco's like, hitting like he did Sunday, it would look really good. So yeah. then you have an elite defensive catcher with the power of McManus at DH. Correct. Plus Dylan Cruz, Jacob Berry, K. Doty, Trey Morgan. And then maybe if Gavin Dugas gets back, you can put him out and left. We'll have to see on that. Which, by the way, I think Josh Pearson's getting overlooked a little bit. Josh Pearson, holy smoke. Or even going Stevenson. An incredible Stevenson. player. Stevenson, the, the slide in foul territory, the catch that he made. I mean, Stevenson is an incredible defensive player, no some doubt. There's definitely, some, there's definitely some, some work that needs to be done at the plate. His brother obviously had some work that needed to be done at the plate, then, then became one of LSU's best hitters, you know, uh, in, in his kind of upper years, but um, I I want to see Malazzo at catcher, McManus at DH, and Drew Bianco at shortstop, and I would love that lineup. And, I, I mean, honestly, Gavin Dugas or, or Josh Stevenson in left, I'm fine with either way. And then you put Bianco at eight and Malazzo at nine in the lineup, and then your one through seven is really stinking good. And then – if Bianco can hit like he did Sunday, your one through eight's pretty darn good too. I feel like that could be your best offensive and defensive lineup. Just saying. I I, I really would love to see that. We have we've talked a ton about baseball, but we have one more thing to cover when it comes to baseball. I said I would come back to this. I said I would come back to this. Zach, you hinted at it. The fact that Georgia Florida and Vanderbilt are all ahead of LSU. Okay, not even that. Why in the world did we drop? Why did we drop? Exactly. You won your midweek game, and you won your weekend series on the road in the SEC against a top 50 at the time. They dropped out of the 50. Top 50 RPI team. Why did LSU drop three spots? Ridiculous. Please somebody explain that to me. I don't know how the RPI – maybe somebody – because I, I, I honestly have not looked into it. I don't know how the RPI is calculated. I don't know how the RPI is put together. But why in the world did LSU drop three spots? It makes absolutely zero sense. Zero. LSU right now, but before the Bama series, was considered a hosting team. And then you won the series on the road against a top 50 RPI team in an SEC weekend? And your player was SEC Player of the Week? And we dropped? Are you kidding me? It's ridiculous. It's it's absurd. I, I just it makes absolutely no sense to me. I and you and you said it. Georgia and Florida, you beat head-to-head. Not only did you beat them head-to-head, you got a better conference record than them. Correct. Vanderbilt, you ain't even played yet. You're going to play them. But you have a better conference record than they do. Why in the world are they at four? Who in the heck put Vanderbilt at 
Four? Four? Are you kidding me? They weren't even ranked in the top 25 this past week. And they're four in the RPI? What are we doing? It's ridiculous. It makes me – it, like, loses all credibility for me right there. Well, and Danny Girl, she said, I heard others say that the weakness of the teams we play mid, uh, weekdays is a problem. I don't I don't know. You play Louisiana Tech twice, and, yes, you lost those games, but even in losing those games, that helps your RPI when you play a caliber of opponent like Louisiana Tech. So and, I, it's it's befuddling to me as well, Reagan. I don't know. But – if you if you if that's your argument, I'm gonna go back and look here. If, if that's the argument that the opponent in the midweek is too weak, which by the way is a stupid argument, let's look at it. Florida played South Florida for their midweek and beat them 18 to three. Let's see who Georgia played. Georgia played. Maybe they played on Wednesday. Let me see on Wednesday. Just for reference. Maybe it won't load. I won't make y'all wait. Oh. Anyways, Florida played South Florida, beat them 18 to 3. Georgia played Kennesaw State and beat them 10 to 7. Was that a Georgia team? 10 to 7. It wasn't even a blowout. Let's see. Vanderbilt. Well, I keep, I, gosh darn it. My phone's being stupid, y'all. Anyways, you get the point. Florida played South Florida, beat them 18-3. Kennesaw State played Georgia, and they only beat them 10-7. That's a weak argument. So I just – and I'm not saying Danny Girl is the one making that argument for them, so I'm not coming at you, Danny. I'm just saying it makes no sense. Absolutely no sense. We'll see how that continues to to play out in in, uh, the rest of this. Uh, Peyton says, we win the next two series. No way we don't host. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, if you take care of business, if you sweep Ole Miss or win two at Ole Miss and then go in Nashville, who supposedly is the top four RPI team, and beat them, you darn better be sure we're hosting. And we we better be in the conversation for a national seed. Let's be honest. We've had some losses to those those weekday schools. Yeah, I mean, we we have taken care of business against Louisiana Tech. We should have beaten UNO. I mean, those are no excuses. But those were last week and in the past. Why did we drop this week? We won all of our stuff this week. I mean, of course, we lost yeah. one game to Alabama, but you won the series. You were on the road. If you win two out of three on the road, that's really stinking good in the SEC. I, that's what those were in the past. Sure, maybe drop our RPI if we lose to UNO and you go 2-2 two and two on the week. Or drop our RPI if you go 2-2 two and two on the week and you lost to Louisiana Tech. Not when you go 3-1 and one and you win an on-the-road SEC series. Absolutely no sense. Anyways, we'll, we'll move forward from that. Um, LSU baseball wins. They're looking really good. Hopefully we can clear up some of these kinks. Hopefully Milazzo can get back. That'd be awesome because I'd love to see McManus at DH and Milazzo behind the plate. Yeah, okay. but we will see what it looks like going forward. Oh, real quick, sorry, we didn't address this. Jacob Berry hurt his finger, broke his finger, was out, and uh, kind of right now it's just pain tolerance is what I've heard from Jay Johnson today. He was on the Mic'd Up podcast and told Mikey Matuk it's going to be pain tolerance right now. I would expect him to be out tomorrow night. In fact, I would absolutely sit him tomorrow night, regardless of yeah, how it is. Um, so we'll we'll keep you updated on that. If you know we find anything out, broke his finger and in, in practice. That's all we got right now, honestly. So, all right, y'all go ahead, throw in your memory Mondays. Well, I guess we got to pop up and tell them what the thing is first. <laughs> memory Monday, yeah. tears of joy, tears of sorrow. What is the moment, two different moments, for LSU that they gave you tears of joy and a moment when they gave you tears of sorrow? Y'all fire them in. Me and Zach are going to share our moments. Y'all, while we're we're discussing our moments, 
Fire in your moments, your moment of tears of joy, your moment of tears of sorrow. Zach, what are your tear moments? Well, Bobby uh, gave his brief one, and also I'll throw it up here. 2019 <laughs> in 2012, which 2012 obviously was the 2011 season, the 2012 BCS National Championship, obviously going undefeated and then losing at the end was heartbreaking. Um, Dad had said, you know, if we win, y'all are off. Y'all won't have to go to school tomorrow. Um, they did not win, obviously, as we know. And we had to go to school, mm. and it sucked. And 2019, obviously, I mean, every single person could say that that was that entire season was tears of joy. But I have one specific moment from 2019, and then I have from my. I'm talking story. literal tears. I want a moment when you literally shed tears. I, well, I don't know if I've ever shed tears for LSU. I, I want literal tears shed moment. Maybe, maybe our, maybe our, our viewers, our listeners, maybe, maybe they have, um, you know, literal tears. But my tears of joy is it, I have to go to it. The Golden Boot Pod mentioned it when Joe Burrow ran out of the tunnel with Burrow B U R R E A U X on the back of his jersey, showing Ooh. that he was fully embracing LSU, fully embracing Louisiana. Ooh. I was like, dang, that that is awesome. That oh, is incredible. And, you know, RIP Ed Orgeron as the LSU head coach. But in the Heisman speech, when he thanked mm. you know, Ed Orgeron just for what he had done for Oh, him no doubt. No doubt. And yes. bringing him to LSU. I mean, this guy was going to sit the bench at Ohio State. Can you imagine if he had decided to just stay there? I mean, like – Whoever is against the transfer portal, get out of here. Go, go, go! Watch the 2019 season, and that should be encouraging encouragement for you to be supportive of the transfer portal. Because you know, th- at the end there, when he's giving the Heisman speech and thanking you know Ed Orgeron and the staff again, RIP <laughs> Ed Orgeron as the LC head coach, but thanking him. I mean, it brought Ed O to tears. It almost brought me to tears. It was it was an incredible moment. Both those moments are incredible. Those were mine. So I, I have to agree with you, Golden Boot. Those were my tears of joy. Now, my tears of sorrow, 2018, the Texas A&M game. Oh, man. That was awful. Awful. First of all, we had to sit through it. I literally got to a point in the game where I said, or I said out loud, this is some tears <laughs> of sorrow right here. Zach has a Dr. Strange beard. <laughs> Listen, I, I told Blake, I'll tell the show. I got lazy. I, I let it grow out. I just didn't shave it. And then on Mud Day, I was like, I got to do something real quick. So, boom, there, here's what you got. Here's what you got. Dr. Strange. You know, that, that Texas same game was my punch a hole in the wall. Yeah, dude. Moment. I mean, but the tears of sorrow was because you were, it was so long and you were like, oh, come on, come on. And, you know, whoever, whoever won that game, it was just going to be like, oh, thank God it's over. Yeah. And unfortunately, we know the end result of that. And, I mean, come on, the refs in that game. I mean, I don't like to bash refs in a game, but you had the, the Kellen Mond kneel down, which, in my opinion, when I watched it, I thought when he when he had actual possession of the football, his knee had come already back up, and so he was off of the ground. So I think that it should have been an interception. Now, the the, the – First down line, I know oh. people argue that, but when you actually go back and you look at that, um, that to me was ruled okay by the officials because the TV actually had the the, the line to gain. Yeah. So I agreed with the officials on that one. The non-reviewed catch slash incomplete slash fumble where Grant Delpit popped the tight end after he had already made a football move Caught the ball, turned around, made a football move. Delpit, the darn ball. Popped him. It pops out. They recover. I'll, and you don't even review it. You don't even review it. The rule was you can't review it. My question is, Dude, why the heck is that a rule? Why the heck is that a rule? And over time, you can't review a catch or fumble, whether it's a catch or fumble. The Gritty Williams pass interference in the back of the end zone, terrible call. I mean, mm. all that was tears of sorrow for me because <sighs> – because I wanted to see them win that game. And after all the crap that they had gone through, 
to get to that point in the game to get there at the end and lose tears of sorrow uh, because yeah. I, I, I was I was crying because I wasn't actually crying but I was crying in my in my mind Ooh. and in my heart in my soul because I wanted them to win that game so bad and they didn't and be, because of all the crap that they had gone through so for me yeah those those are my two tears of joy two, tears of sorrow yeah yeah all right I, I'm I'm about to give you moments when I literally shed tears. Literal tears. Oh. Okay? okay. Like these. Literal like, well, that's tears. what I thought we meant here. I mean, these were literal tears. Okay. Now I'm going to preface this first one. My hate for Florida. I think run. I, I Of course, I hate Alabama with every bone in my body. But I don't know what it is about Florida, but I hate Florida so much. I hate Florida so stinking much. So that gives you a little preference to this one. When I the first time I literally shed tears of joy for an LSU game was the game when uh, against Florida in the swamp when they did the whole to Josh Jasper bounce punt whatever crap. I literally shed tears when they wow. hit that fade route to Terrence Tolliver. In that end zone. I did not know you had actually cried during that. I remember vividly when he caught that pass. I literally just like folded over and was like, thank you, Jesus. Thank (laughs) you, Lord. And I remember physical tears being shed. Tears of physical joy. Being expressed. You know what tears I of sorrow was for that game? The tears of sorrow for that game was the uniforms that Florida wore. The all orange. Brutal. The ones they wore, the all orange this past year when TDP Ugh. went off on them. Ugh. Ugh. Anyways, but I literally shed tears in that moment, for sure. Um, when Joe Burrow got choked up mm, in his Heisman speech, yeah, and they panned to Coach O. Boy, yeah, that definitely gets you. That's a tearjerker right there. That's definite tears of joy. Those two moments, for sure, I literally shed tears of joy. Now, my tears of sorrow. Tears of sorrow. Uh-oh. Was 2011. 2012 National Championship. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely cried tears of sorrow. And it made it so much worse because I was in the sixth grade. And I had a little friend in the sixth grade that was an Alabama fan. And I knew. Oh, gosh. I knew the next day I was going to have to go hear it from him. And that that ticked sixth grade, sixth grade Reagan off. And I cried tears of joy because that was the most epic, the most incredible season of LSU football we had ever seen. To that and point. then stupid Alabama gets put into it. And we get steamrolled 21 to nothing. Tears of sorrow. My second tears of sorrow was the 2017 baseball team. Oh. I, When I saw the video in the locker room of Cole Freeman, Kramer Robertson breaking down and crying, yeah. I cried literal tears of sorrow. Man, that and that, so that choked me up because I fully believe, again, I hate Florida with my freaking guts. I fully believe that LSU was the best baseball team in the country that year, and they were better than Florida, 100%. If you don't lose Eric Walker. If you don't lose Eric Walker the entire series. and your pitching rotation doesn't get screwed up going through Omaha, we were the best team in college baseball. We were the best team because we went and beat Oregon State twice. We came out of the loser's bracket in Omaha and beat Oregon State twice. And Oregon State, if I remember correctly, had only lost four games the entire regular season. And they had a lot of four. guys go pro after that year, like a lot of guys. Yes, four. And we beat them back-to-back. Yep. Back-to-back days we beat that Oregon State team. We didn't team. think we were going to win. We didn't think we were going to no. win. No, not at all. So – I fully believe that LSU was the greatest team baseball that season. And I felt like it was robbed of us because of that injury. And both of those games that we lost against Florida in that in the finals 
were so extremely close. Oh, that irks me so bad that we lost yeah. those games. Oh, but I literally cried tears of sorrow when I saw that video of Cole Freeman and Kramer Robinson. I, I do remember that. Yeah, that and was it funny. hit a little bit different because we had met Cole Freeman's dad that year, and we had literally, we you know, we got to meet Cole Freeman when we went to Starkville. We ran into all the players' parents. Um, fun stat: Oregon State had twenty nine one run wins that year. Wow! Wow! I did not know that. Another point there to prove that I felt like we were the greatest team in college baseball that that season. But I digress. I mean that that was a special season. Kramer, Cole Freeman, yeah, Michael Papierski behind the plate. Greg Dykeman. Literally have the hat of. Right back there. Yeah, all the so, signatures. All the entire starting lot, the entire starting weekend rotation. So, yeah, them yeah. losing that, that much. And work. then, man, the three – oh, my gosh. Alex Lang, Jared Poche, and then Eric Walker. Oh, my goodness. What a weekend rotation. We were the best team in college baseball. And Josh Smith was at third base. Yeah. That's it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that was – that was a pretty impressive team. Uh, Zach Watson was in center field. Holy cow. As a freshman. Golly. They were Great incredible. Group. They were incredible. Duplantis, Antoine was out there as well. I mean, absolutely incredible team. Um, but that's why I, I cried literal tears of sorrow for, for that very thing. Well, All let's right. see what other people had yes, throw, throw you, which I think I've seen a bunch. A bunch of them are kind of similar uh, for us, but tears of joy. Twenty nineteen, Danny girl, entire season, every game, the intensity grew. That we actually pulled it off. I literally cried when we won the Natty that year because it was a buildup. Our house was a riot house the night oh, we met Clemson. It was a riot. There. It was lit. It was lit. Here's a joy that Taylor finally got fired. <laughs> oh boy. Oh man. Well, I, yeah. hey, and to follow that up. Here's the, <laughs> tomorrow, the touchdown catch that wasn't against Auburn or Auburn. You know. You, you look back at it and you're kind of like, kind of glad that happened. Kind of glad it happened. He's gone. <laughs> yeah. It sucks. The game sucked. In, in the moment, it stings. Yeah. Because you want to win more than anything. But. Tears of sorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah dog. It's, it's it's getting less miles night. It's it getting is, less man. Miles They're tearing them up. They're tearing them up. All right. We appreciate y'all uh, throwing in your memory Monday there uh, and participating in that. We're going to hit a quick break. All right. Let's see. My second tears of joy when that possum ran off the field. That was an incredible game as well. That was absolutely incredible. Rally possum, baby. I feel like that thing should still be alive. We should still have the rally possum. Maybe. That should have been a forever tradition. Anyways, we're going to hit a quick break, and then when we come back, we got a big-time announcement for you. Some great news. And I'm going to get to see a live reaction to this this reveal video. I have not even seen this, so this is going to be an awesome time. We'll hit a quick break, and we'll see you right after this. Five-star hero. Your intro and outro music for the Tigers Avenue show. They ain't ready for that LSU. Go check out all his other music on all the major platforms. Don't forget to follow him on Instagram at Saints Anthem and at Twitter at One Nation Doty. Don't forget to check out his Facebook page for all his Saints and LSU merchandise. Five Star Hero. Can't get any better than Sarah Klein Stevens, attorney at law. Her firm focuses on the needs of the elderly and maintaining their dignity throughout the process. Here for you, here for your family. Sarah Klein Stevens, attorney at law. All right. So excited to be back. Uh, excited to make this announcement. So first off, I do got to preface, preface this by saying uh, huge shout out, huge thank you to the Golden Boot Pod, Pooh Bear for for helping me with this and, and, and helping me, you know, understand everything going into it. Um, this has been something we've been wanting to do for a long time now. Um, some of y'all asked about it. Yeah. Some of it. Yeah. Some of them have asked about it. So without further ado, here we go. Man, I 
Get you lit for just about anything. I mean, come on. Hey, man. I already know I'm gonna get that 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 laptop sticker. I'm gonna have that phone case, boy. Ta everything. Ta everything. Give it all to me. Hey, hey. Now, yeah. now we gotta do. Now we gotta do. In the <laughs> there was no bucket hats. Oh man, we yeah, we needed the ta bucket. We're we gonna have to like find it because we're gonna have to get you a ta bucket hat. And I know AD's going to get on me. They didn't have wristbands either. They didn't oh. have wristbands. So we might have to go through some third-party something to get, you know, get you a, a bucket hat and get get AD a, a wristband. But, man, they, they got everything. So I'm excited. Hey, y'all go grab y'all some TA merch. It would, yes. it would, it would greatly support us um, because not only is it, it helping us do, do different things for TA, uh, some other exciting things that we got going on that we're uh, hopefully going to be announcing here shortly. Um, but it, it also, uh, whenever you're wearing it or whatever you get, uh, it helps rep our brand and helps get our name. It helps get our name out there. So y'all, please do us a favor uh, and, and go and check that out. You know, even if you just want to browse through there, they've got all kinds of stuff. With there's all kinds of things in there. Y'all, I can't tell y'all how much work I put in that this, this past week. I mean. I think my eyes, I probably lost some vision from the amount of time that I put on this computer, um, just putting together product and putting together the website for that. So y'all do that and do it and do us a huge favor. And again, thank you. Thank you, Pooh Bear uh, and the Golden Boot Pod for showing us how to do that Um, was a huge help. Absolutely. I mean, that was fantastic, Zach. I had not seen that video yet. I mean, round of applause. Zach, the incredible video editing as he always does, the incredible thank you, thank you, thank you. whatever this technology, whatever stuff he does, I could never do it. Uh, this is why he's Mr. Producer, Mr. AYS Producer, Mr. Tigers Avenue, whatever. Um, Dr. Oh Strange is incredible. <laughs> I'm gonna was, create a, a portal. We're gonna awesome. go to the LSU Florida State game. We're gonna be on the sideline. <laughs> <laughs> well that was that was fantastic man you got me wanting to buy the whole darn store now i mean golly i mean that was what a reveal i mean what a reveal holy cow i didn't expect it to be that i mean i, I was expecting like a little brief video man we got they showed you how to go do it i mean it's so y'all go cop all that merchandise please it would be a great support to us and what we're trying to do here at Tigers Avenue. So there you have it, our, our big announcement. We now have merchandise. I know some folks like Danny Girl had asked about it. Uh, obviously, AD had asked about it. So y'all go get some of that stuff. Rep the brand. You know we're going to be doing it. I'm definitely going to find a way to get a TA bucket hat, for sure. we got to find out how to do that. But anyways, 
We appreciate y'all joining in tonight, participating in the in the uh, Memory Monday segment, uh, giving us your tears of joy and your tears of sorrow. Um, we're going to continue doing things like that. So, y'all, y'all, if y'all ever, I was about to say, if y'all ever have any suggestions for Memory Monday, just tweet us at Tigers Avenue with your suggestion. With Which, your by suggestion. The way, I saw her comment down here. I would only expect exquisite entertainment from Zach Efron. Danny girl, I have sent you a DM about a couple things you've been talking about. Um, so you need to hit me back up. You need to go check that DM <laughs> and hit me back up. All right. That's all I gotta say. That's all I gotta say. Get in it. Get in it. All right, let's hit a quick break. One more quick break. And then when we come back, we'll wrap the show up. See you right after this. Make sure you go follow us on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook, all at Tigers Avenue for daily updates on the show and all things LSU sports. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to click off and hit that subscribe button at Tigers Avenue. We broadcast all of our shows live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. All right, it's been a fantastic show. Thanks, everybody, for joining in and participating. It's always a blast here in the Tigers Avenue. Hey, it's 9 o'clock. The Memphis Grizzlies have tipped off. So it's time to go watch some NBA playoffs because we're Grizzly fans. As you know, we're from Memphis. So we got to go watch it. So I got to hurry up and get finished the show so we can go watch it. Uh, unfortunately, John Morant's not playing tonight, so it won't be as super exciting. But nonetheless, I'm going to go watch some NBA playoffs. Appreciate y'all joining in for the show. We'll catch you next time in the Tigers Avenue. Five Star Hero, take us out. Peace. Who that, who that five star? Who that, who that five star? And the LSU.